Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. going to start with uh i just found out that uh uva ball the that that german hack is apparently suing the makers of to the movie that we're discussing tonight because they have the same title and he's worried about this one shrinking the brand awareness of his unrelated trilogy get out of here so i just saw that and had to open with that Hi everyone, I'm Robert Winfrey and welcome to Damn You Hollywood. There will be minimal shtick tonight because my co-host is under the weather. Because the weather is a cruel, cruel and wildly inconsistent thing. I mean, it snowed again here where I live today. So I'm sick. Yeah. I don't feel well. I know, Mark, but you have to go to school anyway. <laughs> I have... Uh... I, I don't want to say that I have the man flu because then it's like, oh, you're not really that sick. You know, that's that's a that's a joke thing. But my aller it's my allergies have have just been destroyed. I have done nothing but blow my nose and, and, and tear up today, not because of a movie, but because of allergies. <laughs> and, you know, as you can see, I, I'm sure I sound like crap. And it's just uh I don't wanna not I didn't want to not do the show. The show must go on. But yeah, I'm I'm not interesting usual... how when it's a movie you want to see, the show must go on, come hell or high water. You could have done it without me. <laughs> I did. If memory serves. There really? is a solo cast of me doing it. Okay, well then I don't know what you're belly aching about, sir. I'm just pointing out your wild inconsistencies. That's all. Okay. 
Anyway, I, 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 I am sorry you're feeling badly. I don't mean to come yeah. across as some you know, unfeeling jackass about this. Yeah, I'll get over it. All right. Speaking of get over it, let's uh, get on with it. Actually, getting over it's a really interesting game. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. They, like, two people just got that joke. Anyway. Um, tonight we will be discussing the latest movie starring Dwayne Johnson, who I refer to as The Rock because I watched him for, like, a decade and knew him as The Rock, and I'm not going to... He's The Rock. Shut up. <laughs> um, called Rampage. And my opening bit there was... Uh, like very briefly, there is a trilogy of movies by again the German hack film director Uwe Ball. I mean his German, his Germanity is utterly irrelevant to the conversation, but he makes terrible movies. Like the worst movies in existence are Bull films, and then he made one that didn't actually suck out loud. It was called Rampage. It was about a nihilistic, murderous individual who goes on a killing spree and frames his best friend for it and gets away with it. It was actually kind of good. Then, because he made a movie that didn't suck out loud, he made two sequels that sucked out loud, because consistency. And now, apparently, he's suing the people responsible for this movie because they have the same name, and he doesn't want uh, his film associate. He, he doesn't want the brand awareness of his other trilogy to be diminished by a popcorn flick-style movie. I mean, just shut up, Bull. And look, I, I know you, you kind of get off on, like, hand-choosing people who call you terrible on the internet and asking them to come box you. You, you you pick people who clearly don't know what they're doing pick me, please, give me a date and a time I will take your head off <laughs> I actually know how to fight <sighs> but that aside again, this is the movie is called Rampage it's an adaptation of a rather, relatively classic uh, like Super Nintendo arcade, con- arcade video game that any of us who spent times in arcades growing up are is familiar with. I certainly was. It was one of my favorites. And then um, the, a couple of years ago, for one of the systems I owned, might have been the PlayStation, they did a Rampage World Tour, and I, I would play that for hours. It's great. It, it's so, it's a lot of fun. Uh, this is on its way to being one of the best reviewed video game adaptations of all time. And I mean. In all fairness, like, The Rock knows a little something about... I, I, sorry, I just got a random note. Uh, no, the... It, the... My point being that The Rock actually does know something about being in terrible video game adaptations. Uh, Doom says hello. <laughs> uh it's weird to think that a movie starring The Rock and Carl Urban could be that bad, but there it is. Uh, all right. So, Mark, very briefly, because, again, we do want to kind of get out of here in an hour or so. What were you did – you, did this movie exceed or underwhelm your expectations? Like, what were you thinking going into this? I'm not going to ask you why you put it on the on the list. It's a, it's a movie starring The Rock. Those all go on our schedule. We both have agreed to this. Um – Look, the monsters were the star of the movie, and if and if they're and if if this movie was such that the monsters weren't the star, then it would have underwhelmed my expectations. Um, 
it doesn't do that. Uh, the, the monsters are very much, you know, the big star of this thing. The Rock is far and away the best character, the, the best human character. Eh. Not, not the no, again, not, I'm not CGI. I'm character. not sure. Uh, it's a toss up between him and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in some respects for me. Um, I mean, sure. I guess what I was saying was there's a cast of there's the Rock, the girl, the 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 FBI agent, and then the two villains, and. The girl sucks. The villains suck. Jeffrey Dean yes. Morgan has great line delivery. I'm not entirely sure he was a character. <laughs> um, Look, the only human in this entire series, actually, in this entire movie, actually written like a human was The Rocks. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like The Rocks, you know, uh, doofus partner in the beginning. But he again, he was sort of playing the role of doofus partner, and there wasn't much more to him than that. That being said... You know, I went in there, and as long as I could follow the action and the monsters look good, um, and The Rock was able to, you know, shoulder his part of his of the screen time since the whole thing was pretty much shot around him, then it was going to be okay. I really wasn't looking for Macbeth. I, I wasn't. I wasn't even looking for something of like Marvel quality. I just wanted to see monsters wreck a city, and it, you know, and its goal was the action had to be better than Transformers. You know, it needed to be at like that's Pacific... an incredibly low bar to clear. <laughs> it had to be about Pacific Rim level or Pacific Rim Uprising, and it succeeded. So I don't have a I don't have a, a lot of complaints about it because here's the thing, and I was thinking about how I wanted to frame this for for the purposes of uh, review and discussion. There are movies, obviously, that I enjoy, but are not good movies. A good movie has well-written, fleshed-out characters, has a solid plot. Um, if it's CGI-heavy, the CGI has to look good. The settings have to be um, the, the settings have to be at least you know pretty or enrapturing in some way, interesting. So the movie succeeds on some of those levels and fails on a lot of them. There are almost no characters in this thing, so that's a failure. The story... (laughs) (laughs) After a while, I mean, like, it's a simple enough story, and and, and despite it being simple, after a while, it stopped making sense to me. Um, And and we can talk about that. I mean, you you gotta still do your plot synopsis. But it, it seemed like... As I was watching the movie, I, I had the phrase, you know, just get the kids to the mall in my head. And then, you know, another voice was just like, we have to give the villain something to do. The villain can't just be the mutated crocodile. So, um, so I feel like they just kind of threw something at the villains to do. They tried to give The Rock's female count- counterpart a personality and something to do but that actress at least in this movie was terrible um, look look the people who wrote this did not understand how to devi- that you need to deviate a little bit on occasion from the like the Microsoft paperclip who pops up to tell you hey your villains are kind of your villains haven't been on screen for five minutes would you like to <laughs> I can help you with this they needed to learn what what parts of the you know the template to actually go with, and what parts to kind of leave alone. Mm. You know, I mean, I feel like 
it, here, here's what I'll say, and then I'll let you do your plot synopsis. I feel like the writer's room consisted of people coming up with really cool scenes and some dialogue. Project Rampage works, you know, and then wrote backwards from that. Like, they had some solid ideas for what they wanted to do and, ha- and what they wanted to shoot. And, you know, and dialogue they wanted to um, espouse on screen. And they wrote backwards from that and then tried to connect it all. And it does come across as a bit uneven. It's a bit of a mess. But when you get down to what's the main event, what's the thing we all came to see? We came to see a gorilla. And I, and I want to stress it's a gorilla. There's, It's not a monkey. It's a gorilla. People uh, are biologically inept, uh, and really, I mean, I, I almost can't blame them when we, when we as a you know society are now confused about the fact that there are only two genders. <laughs> a crocodile, the, I the believe disti- that was a the crocodile. The distinction between monkey and ape becomes harder for them when they can't even dis- and they can't even acknowledge that. Well, one person has a penis and one person has a vagina. Um, you know. So yeah, I um, when when you finally get to George, Lizzie, and Ralph destroying Chicago, uh, I mean all that looks good, and you know, and the and the creatures interacting with each other all look good, and that was probably like you know the best part of the movie for me, and The Rock has charisma all day long, so you know he he had he had a lot to do to make up for the la- for the other deficits of the movie, and. He does just enough to clear that bar. Is this the best monster movie I've ever seen? No, not by a long shot. Is this even a good movie? No, not really. But is it a satisfying uh, monster rampage, just you know, city destruction movie? Sure. You know, it, it's it, there's definitely rewatchability here. Um, it's 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 one of those rewatchability, you know, where if it's on HBO. Uh, and I don't have to put any effort into having rewatch, you know, rewatching this show. I'd, I'd see it again. It's a great time killer. All right. On that note, let's get into the plot synopsis. And because apparently a bunch of you are, a bunch of people are weird, I'm going to tell you what happens. So if that <laughs> bothers you, what do you think a plot synopsis is? Yeah, I'm going to talk about what happens in the movie. All right. Uh, we open with a. All right, hang on. No editorializing. You get no. You get no. No editorializing tonight. None. I'm taking <laughs> away your normal three. You get none. All right. All right. We open with illegal. We open with like a title card that reminds people that hey, we discovered genetic editing several years ago, and then it was banned as a weapon of mass destruction and proliferation. Which I don't know if that was. I don't know if that's the writers or the actual government who categorizes things as something of mass destruction and proliferation, but that's a stupid category. <laughs> like, those words don't even go together in that particular sense. Like, what the hell? Uh, but a some nameless... I don't know, they actually name it. We'll call it InGen, because, hey, why not? We're, we're, we're just ripping off Jurassic Park here. Um... There's a nameless corporation that is funding illegal genetic experimentation in outer space because laws in space are subject to maritime law and enforcement's a little bit iffy and you can get away with more stuff. Uh, They're looking into the possibility of genetic editing for the sake of, you know, weaponizing... I mean, because they're evil corporations, they're trying to weaponize it. 
Uh, this goes horribly badly, as what anyone with half a brain might expect. Uh, the space station is destroyed. The remaining bits of material are dispersed a little bit over North America as it they, as it re-enters the atmosphere. One lands in the floor. One lands in Florida, not very far from where Mark is actually. One lands outside Wyoming, uh, which is further away from me than you know, the 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 alligator is from Mark, but relatively close. And one lands in uh, San Diego. In the right, San so now Diego I feel dumb because I keep calling it a crocodile. And it's clearly, and if it's in Florida, it's clearly an alligator. Look, there are people who can't tell the difference between apes and monkeys. I will kind of forgive you, Croc to Alligator. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Anyway, the last one lands in the primate part of the primate enclosure in the San Diego Wildlife Sanctuary where the rock works. He's a primatologist who, because he looks like someone who could kill you, is also a retired special operative military guy. <laughs> Which I imagine is just like an excuse for him to know how to handle weaponry later in the movie. But Yes, that is exactly why it was written that way. And because, again, he looks like he could kill you. Uh, we meet before the you know, this material lands down. We meet George, who is an albino gorilla who was rescued from poachers and other terrible people by The Rock years ago. George is exposed to this material as is again a crocodile, an alligator, an alligator. Yeah, if it's Florida, it's an alligator and a wolf. In that was in uh, Wyoming. The process of the genetic editing rapidly increases their growth, their mass. It imbues them with a few other random characteristics that they got by splicing together the genes of different animals. It's all very visually impressive um, anyway the company in question whose actual name I'm going to look up because if I call them InGen again I'm just going to feel bad and <laughs> never mind their name is Energene no no you're InGen <laughs> like, I thought there was an R in there like okay I might be like I thought I was being overly simple like overly critical of the writing no no, the, the, no, no. The, they should have been called Evil Corporaton yeah we're Omnicorp. <laughs> we're, we're OCP. Like, come on, let's just wholesale rip off. Anyway, master control. Uh, they, they did. Sure. <laughs> we are the party. That's what you should call your. <laughs> you want to name an evil corporation something? It's the party. And because socialism's a good thing now, that actually won't. That's not a joke people will get, but. Anyway, these creatures all start undergoing again some transformations. Um modification and uh, the energy and people want the material from these things back they want because they wish to sell it for profit because e profit is evil um, and they're evil people I don't know they're the bad guys they twirl mustaches like literally I think it, if either of them had a mustache they would have twirled it that's how this is that's just the type of characters they are uh, we also meet a doctor who hooks up with The Rock because she she has an axe to grind with Energene. They stole her research and ruined her life in a lot of respects. And she wants to get back at them. So she meets up with The Rock because he's George's friend and they're trying to figure out what's going on. George breaks loose. George causes havoc. 
uh, George is tranked and put on a plane by Negan. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, whatever this character's name is. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And around this same time, a group of mercenaries led by Joe Manganiello, who is awesome because he's Joe Manganiello. That dude wins at life. He really does. Uh, they go to Wyoming to try and put down the wolf character and then and uh, subsequently you know, recover its you know, genetic material to, for their corporate overlords. This goes badly. The wolf kills all of them, downs their helicopter, and no one even knows about the alligator yet. Uh, but they apparently hardwired in some genetic coding into these creatures that makes them respond to a very low frequency that they will, they can activate that will travel huge distances and encourage them to come try to stop it. Uh, as George is on the plane when this goes off, he goes berserk. Plane goes down. The Rock, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and the Doctor survive because plot armor. Uh, the wolf starts going towards Chicago where they're all located, as does the alligator, who, again, no one knows about. Uh, the army gets involved because giant monsters tearing across the countryside. It's kind of what they're there for. Like, this, this definitely falls within their purview. But because they won't actually listen to anyone, uh, their plans fail miserably. Everyone converges on Chicago. Uh, destruction is had. The Rock and his girlfriend and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are able to facilitate the deaths of the two people in charge of this evil corporation and Jeffrey Dean Morgan acquires a bunch of uh, material that implicates it's just straight evidence about the fact that they're the ones guilty of all of this so he can well, destroy the on. stock prices the, the girl facilitates the the death of the of the lead villain who is the female of the of the two parties Jeffrey Dean Morgan lets the other guy get away. He just happens to have like rubble fall. No, no, he actually sets that up so he will, so it will fall, so he will die when that thing falls on him. That's intentional on his part. Was it? I, yeah, I, he, okay. he looks out that door and sees the and sees that stuff is starting to fall down. That's why he deliberately points him towards that door. When okay. he says, "I'll let you go, you go out that door." I I, I miss that that bit of detail then because I just thought it was happenstance that he walked outside and no no he he, he set that up he was okay. like no I'll let you go and I know as soon as I do you're gonna die got so, alright moving on anyway we get the giant rumble between the three monsters the alligator destroy, uh, kills Ralph the wolf nearly kills George the rock intervenes it nearly kills the rock and then George jabs a giant metal pole through its eye after it was after nearly dying himself there's the old fake-out where are we going to kill George or are we not going to kill George? I wish they would have killed George, but I'm me. They don't. We get laughs, and the world moves on. All right. Did I miss anything? Did I leave anything out? No, did I get... A lot, a lot, of, what I, a lot of my thoughts on the film I've already shared, so let me just say uh, I really started to enjoy the film once we got to Chicago and the three animals were destroying the place. You know, and then watching George fight uh, Lizzie, what you know was extremely enjoyable. I love a good monster mash. Um, there are some really funny lines in this. You know, one of which you saw in the preview is like, "Of course, the wolf flies." And I'll tell you, you know, I, some of my some of my feelings towards the movie were definitely based on the reaction I got. You know, I heard around me. I went. It was a full theater. I went to go see like an eight thirty showing on Friday night, 
and there was an entire row of of um, yeah, it looks like teenagers in front of me. Maybe they were in their twenties. And they were really into George, and when they thought George was dead, they let it be known because people don't know how to not talk in a theater anymore. But um, they don't. But the wolf lying got a bit re- got a huge reaction. Um, th- all three, all three animals looked amazing. I you know they really did a great job of making the alligator look especially monstrous. Um, you know, and it looked scary, and you know, it, it looked. Obviously, it looked menacing. So I thought, as far as putting something interesting up on the screen that really grabs your attention and your imagination, I thought they did a really good job with that. My, As far as the CGI and the destruction goes, I kind of wish they had gone the world tour route, which is they, you know, they lay waste to a city and move on to a next one. You know, like, like they, they, they can't, you know, kind of a Independence Day type of feeling where let's get to the destruction a little faster Let's have them just let's have them level a city and then move on to the next one. Um, you know, they get a little bit closer to defeating him the next time. George comes, you know, George finally gets his mind back, and then in the third city, um, you know, we have our you know, we have our final battle. But the, you know, but at this point, like I said, they've laid waste to two previous cities before that. I would have liked to have seen something along those lines because it does take forever to get to Chicago. And that's all anyone came to see. Um, yeah, that's a big that's a big problem with the film. I agree. Um, outside of that, like I said, the story, like I understood that they were doing genetic editing in space. I understood that even though everything had malfunctioned and the space station was blowing up, they were like, "You have to, you know, get our research." And the research fell in different parts of the planet, and you know, and did what it did. After that, I stopped understanding what the woman was on about. <laughs> like, she has the one line that, you know, like, Project Rampage works. We know that now. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, and? You know, and then... Uh, the, look, Mark, don't you understand? <laughs> Capitalists are evil. But that's the thing. It's like, what was the intention here? Like, they... That's that's the thing. It's They just was like, let's make the villain you know, put profits above the safety of others. And let's say they're creating, they're trying to create weaponized animals and just leave it at that. Let's not take this any further. Let's not explain it anymore. You know, cause here's the other part of that. Then they have the FBI investigate them. And he's not FBI. We're not uh, sure what he is. What, what, Homeland security. They have Homeland. He's security. not Homeland security. Well, I thought he said what agency he was with. The, no, he he gave a joke response. Oh, the government. He's, he's with the OGA. <sighs> Got it. Which is uh, the other government agency. The government's investigating them, yeah. and then I don't know. It just it. That's the problem. Like they they. I feel like they just kind of threw scenes in there because they couldn't make the whole thing the monsters fighting. Um. And as much as I enjoy The Rock as an actor, I'm sorry, the the bit where he's explaining uh, George's origin was so bad. It was so maudlin, you know, and they try, and The Rock tries so hard to emote on screen. It's like, this is not your strong suit, pal. <laughs> it's, that bit in the cornfield was hard to watch. Uh, oh, like it was poorly, I mean, that was like, <laughs> what, what was that terrible, like, American Dad riff on... Uh... 
James Bond. Oh yeah, where 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 Roger the tearjerker. Roger's tearjerker. Yes. He just makes the saddest movie you can think of because he wants people to cry themselves to death. Like right. that's kind of what we're that that's the levels of like just blatant stupid emotional manipulation we're trying to reach here. Yeah. The his, his... And look, as a and as a human who agrees with some of the Rock's characters' perspectives here, like people suck. Yeah. We don't really need you don't have to go into much more detail than that. Yeah, him ex- look, him explaining. Look, I've been all over the world. I've seen the. I, I've taken the measure of man, and I found them unworthy. Great. Move on yeah, to the it, next it, scene. People suck. Look, and I mean, really, just like no. Like, why do you care about George so much? I saved him. Right. Like that's really enough. Like that's we don't need a whole flashback. Him just saying no. I rescued him from poachers when he was you know a baby. And now I feel some sense of responsibility. I've helped raise him. I mean, that's perfectly acceptable. We don't need to go on and on with it. Anyway, um, the girl is terrible, the the female lead. The the people playing the villains are doing their best with shitty material. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, as I said about Denzel Washington in Training Day, I feel like his only acting direction was walk on screen, throw your dick around. Okay. Terrific. Yep. You know... Um, that's really it. That's all I have to say about the movie. In fairness, I mean, it does kind of work. <laughs> I mean, look, as I've said, film is a visual medium, and I was definitely interested in his interactions with the other characters, and I was interested in what The Rock was doing. I was not interested in anything else happening, and nobody else was good enough to make me care. Um, I would say, no. like, I would give the movie, like, a, like, you know, and again, I tend to be generous with my scores, but it's a B. You know, like, you, you came for the monsters, the monsters succeeded, Everything else kind of is crap. Everything else is uh, is real hit and miss, if nothing else. Like you might find a few parts here and there if I were to like go scene by scene that I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. But yeah, it's that's the biggest criticism is how long it takes for the action to really kind of get going, and product placement. Oh, the product oh. placement. Oh, that didn't bother me. Um, they got to pay for the movie somehow. Uh, I wanted to make a point. The the key with these video game movies is how many nods to the video game can you get in there without making it look terrible. And I actually thought they did a really, really good job of paying homage to the video game. You know, uh, the, you know, Lizzie biting on the airplane, the actual, like, killing of people uh, and throwing them and everything else. Oh, yes. Finally, we got a body count in one of these movies. That all looked great. And, I was and, so happy about that. And that was the thing. It was like, that's a, that's a specificity about the video game that they were able to capture in the movie that I was like, okay, yeah, this is more than just a monster movie. This is Rampage the game come to life. That's fantastic. And it's not like, and I'm not, and I'm not like, it's not about the bloodlust. It's, you did that in the game. You actually ate people in the game. You threw people in the game. You threw cars that was in the how game. You got, that was how you got health back was eating right, people. right. <laughs> You know, and to see them do that in the in the movie, I was like, "Oh, good! They didn't shy away from some of the, we'll call it gross aspects of the of the game. Not that it was gory, but you know, they showed that in the movie with you know and without it being gross. And I was like, "Okay, good. At least there was attention to detail where there needed to be." And and that's the thing about this movie. It it has it definitely has an idea of what it is, and it celebrates it. It doesn't run away from it, and my, it's just it's just unfortunate that in the other areas where they're like, well, these other areas don't necessarily have to be beefed up, so they don't. 
I don't feel like a lot of time and care was put into beefing up the areas people didn't care about in the first place. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd also generally agree with, yeah, you know, this is a B-minus to C movie. It's somewhere in that area, probably. Uh, when, you, when taken on balance. Um, I really liked the, the... I mean, they just turned the alligator into, into an ankylosaurus, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was down for that. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of menace out of that thing. For as short a period of time as it's on screen, when it shows up, it like you know, to borrow the old professional wrestling announcement, business picks up. Like, There's some pretty serious... Like, when that thing's chasing the rock, it's not nearly as... You know, when the wolf's kind of after me, like, eh, he's not getting... You know, the wolf's... I mean, the wolf's fine, but, you know. Then this thing shows up, and it's a tank. And, and no, like, it's a freaking tank. Right. It's... <laughs> they get... Some, it, it looked good. They got some mileage out of that. Yeah, the entire, like, fight in Chicago is great. It's well rendered, it's easily readable, and take note, whoever picks up the Transformers franchise. Readable action. It's not that hard. <laughs> Maybe they should just get Peyton, Brad Peyton to direct the Transformers series from now on. I mean, he couldn't do worse than Michael Bay did. <laughs> Alright, uh, are we done here? Can we move on? I have one entirely personal gripe about this movie. Uh, okay, go ahead. This is only for me, all right? Let me be very, very clear about this. I I didn't get to actually watch Uriah Faber die, and I was so unhappy about it. <laughs> I that. thought that was him because I could. I that didn't was see, him. I when they when they showed the uh, the initial credits, I was looking for his name and I didn't see him. It, it, uh, it was there. He's there. I mean, the fact that they had to like CGI the cleavage out of his chin should tell you like. <laughs> But no, they actually did. He's one of the. Uh, no, the I knew who he was. I knew who yeah. he was. And he dies, but I don't get to see him die. And I'm so. I, I was just so unhappy about that because he's there, and like you know, they're all gonna die. That's the whole purpose of that group. And like, wait, your favor is going to die. This is great. And it happens off screen. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Double thumbs down. I mean, I, I, I'd like to go to that world because it's a world where Uriah Faber is actually dead, but... Uh, so anyway, again, that, that was that was my thing. Just like, no, he died. I know he died. Everyone died. But I didn't get to see him die. And I, yeah, I just wanted to. And I don't need to, like... I don't need a torture porn compilation if the wolf kills him first instead of the other guy. That's enough for me. Like, that, that's, that was literally all I wanted. Terrific. Uh, All right, here we go. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All righty. On a budget of $120 million, this thing, as of this recording, has raked in worldwide $153 million. Uh, 70 Huh? One seventy. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, which I just pulled up a few minutes ago, it's one fifty-three. It's one seventy. Okay, so the Box Office Mojo's numbers are off. Um, well, according to Box Office Mojo, a little bit, yeah. 
According to Box Office Mojo, it's one. It's thirty-eight million domestic, hundred and fifteen million foreign, and it was the number one movie of that weekend. It'll probably be number one again this weekend because I I don't see well, there's, there's nothing coming out. Oh, I don't see Super Troopers or I Feel Pretty topping it. Um, so the weekend went something like this. Uh, as I said, Rampage was the number one movie. A Quiet Place fell from one to two. Truth or Dare, which is the Blumhouse horror film, debuted at number three. Ready Player One fell from two to four. Blockers, three to five. Black Panther, four to six. Isle of Dogs uh, rose, actually, from ten to seven. I Can Only Imagine, six to eight. Tyler Tyler Perry's Acrimony, nine to five. Chappaquiddick, seven to ten. And then rounding out the top 20 are Sherlock Gnomes, The Miracle Season, Beirut, which debuted this weekend, Pacific Rim Uprising, A Wrinkle in Time, Sergeant Stubby, which debuted at number 16, Love, Simon, Paul the Apostle of Christ, and The uh, Death of Stalin. And finally, Tomb Raider fell from 14 to number 20. So that's how the weekend went. Uh, we are currently sitting worldwide... Uh, Black Panther is obviously still number one. That's not going anywhere uh, until for another the, two months until the Avengers comes out. Uh, it'll that, take it. It'll take it more than just the opening to beat it, but give it a mm-hmm. month, and it'll probably surpass the billion. But uh, they're currently sitting at one billion three hundred and fifteen million dollars. Uh, the second and third highest grossing movies are are still the foreign ones: Operation Red Sea and Detective China Two, Chinatown Two. Ready Player One has shot up. To four hundred and seventy-six million dollars, and I think we said it was probably gonna it was probably gonna rest around five hundred million when it was all told. Uh, f- Fifty Shades Freed currently sitting at number five with three hundred and sixty-eight million dollars. I'm not gonna make my usual jokes. Just know that movie is wildly profitable. Of course it is. They shot it on a shoestring budget, and people still have like guys. If you want to watch Bondage. You don't have to pay five bucks and go sit in a theater to do it. You have the internet. <laughs> um, Monster Hunt 2, which is a foreign movie, is currently at number six. Peter Rabbit, which, you know, say what you will about uh, animated children. You know, um, not totally animated, but it was a half animated, half live action animated uh, it wasn't good. children's movie. Not for nothing. Um, but... Uh, it's the number seven movie out there. It's so far it's Sony's best movie of the year as far as money is concerned. It's almost at three hundred million. The Maze well, Runner. It'll at, be profitable. It's still not a good movie. The Maze Runner is at number eight. Pacific Rim Uprising is currently sitting at two hundred eighty-one million, and number nine. And Tomb Raider is enjoying its time in the top ten with two hundred sixty-eight million dollars. Hey, that made that movie's made more money than any of us thought it was going to make. Uh, Rampage is currently sitting behind A Quiet Place at fourteen million. Um, I think it'll it'll start to touch the top ten within the next week or so, but it's not going to stay there very long. Not by the end of the summer. By the end of the summer, Rampage will be out of the top ten. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, you figure. Obviously, Avengers will still be in the top ten. Black Panther will still be in the top ten. Solo will yeah. be in the top ten. Deadpool will eh, be in the top ten. Jurassic I'm not, World will be in the top on, ten. Hang on, hang on. I'm not sold on either Solo or Deadpool. You're crazy. That they're, no, they're, like I mean, I mean, look, Solo's more likely than Deadpool two at this point. Okay. But but let's do math here. 
In order to get in the top 10, you have to get north of 300 million. You're telling me Solo and Deadpool don't make more than 300 million dollars? You're crazy. Eh, I can hope. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so, I'm not going to belabor this. That's where we are right now. Next weekend, Rampage has another free pass before nobody goes to see it anymore because of the Avengers. <laughs> um, it's the only competition. There's a, you know, our uh, two comedies. There's no action movies coming out this weekend that I can re- recall. You have the Amy Schumer-led uh, comedy, I Feel Pretty, where she hits her head and suddenly has no body issues. Um, which, I Head mean, trauma solves all your problems. <laughs> Movies have taught me this consistently over the totality of my existence. You know, let me let me say this. I think I I think it'll do well among women, though. I don't. I think Amy Schumer herself has lost a lot of popularity among you know, among people just Thinking for one reason or another. Beings. Well, you know, her last her last HBO special was not received, or Netflix special rather was not received well. Um. So I think she still has an audience, but I don't think she's quite the hot commodity she once was. Uh, that was sort of a flash in the pan. And the other one is Super Troopers 2. People yeah, will okay. go see it, but not a lot, and it'll be quickly forgotten about. And then the, the week after that is The Avengers. So there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want to add anything to this discussion of the money, or can we uh, move on to the next thing? Uh, no, I think we hit everything we wanted to, other than me telling people... You know, what to see and what not to see. Go see A Quiet Place if you like horror movies. Darn good one. All right. I I have a question for you. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? No! No, God, please, no, 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 no! Before we get into these reviews, is I want Mr. Wizard to explain two things to people, because they're both relative to a lot of how bad these reviews are. One, the difference between a monkey and a gorilla. Ugh, and, people. And, and two, hang on, because I need you to do both of these things. And two, I need you to explain... That not every movie is not every monster movie is a Godzilla movie, and that a Godzilla movie is something very specific. Uh, you go. Okay, let's start with uh, monkeys and apes, because gorillas are apes. Um, this I can never quite remember which one. Go, uh, like all monkeys are apes, but not all apes are monkeys. Monkeys are a very specific subset of primates. They're usually smaller and they have tails. This is a real easy way to determine whether or not you are looking at a monkey or an ape. Does it have a tail? Chimpanzees are not monkeys. They are apes. Orangutans are apes. Gorillas are apes. And all of them have slight derivations. Those are apes. Um, if you want an example of a monkey... Because those are those are what everyone thinks of. They see like you know like baboons or monkeys. Or baboons apes. I don't want to completely get this wrong. I think baboons are monkeys. Yeah, they're old world monkeys. But yeah, so baboons, monkeys have a tail. Uh, what's another example of a monkey? So that 
Don't know what to say the monkeys won't do. Don't know what to say the monkeys won't do. Call my lawyer. I'm ready to sue. Don't know what uh, to say I mean, say look, the... apart from being a terrible band that didn't actually write their own song or play their own instruments. Here we come. Walking down the street, we sing the funniest love songs to everyone we but, meet. But again, like one of the big one of the big ways is <laughs> tales. That, that's really a, a pretty big, pretty easy way to help kind of tell the difference. Gorillas, which George is a gorilla. Gorillas are apes, and again, apes and monkeys are not the same thing. They differentiate. I forget exactly where on the classification hierarchy. Because they're both primates. That's all. That's all the way up in order. Hmm. Anyway, the point being, they're not the same thing. If you think they're the same thing, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, what you my are favorite... an uneducated, like ignoramai. You know, you know what they're my favorite thing the is. Thing. You know what my favorite thing is. I I love it when having a discussion with somebody and the topic of evolution comes up and they're like there's no way we evolved from monkeys and you know and it's just like you're you're right we we didn't evolve from monkeys but and, and i know what they're trying if you believe in evolution we evolved from first, the closest genetic th- uh cousin we have is chimpanzees as previously established chimps are apes <laughs> but that's the thing it's like i've I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say that we are the product of like intelligent design, you know, and God created humans out of you know out of the ether. But and I get that, but it's still like for me, <laughs> it's still a funny argument to hear somebody's like, "Oh, we didn't evolve from this." That's crazy talk. It's like you don't even you can't even get the animal right for this just for the purposes of this discussion. You know, your yeah. your, your argument already holds no water. Um, but I don't. It's right. it's it's hard to have that argument with people because it clearly comes from a religious place. Yeah, I mean, look. As long as you can behave like a decent human being, I don't especially care how you believe we got here. I know what I believe. I know what other people believe. And I mean, really, I don't care what you believe. You don't care what I believe. You care about, in this instance, if you're listening to this podcast, you care about our thoughts on the film, not our outlook on life necessarily, unless the two happen to coincide, in which case I try to be brief about it. Try. Second point. <laughs> try. try. Uh, yes, try. <laughs> I used to be worse. The second point about what a Godzilla movie is. Now, this is another instance where all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. All Godzilla movies are monster movies. Not all monster movies are Godzilla movies. You bunch of morons. Godzilla movies, first of all, specifically feature Godzilla. Definitionally, there is a singular character, that of Godzilla. Second, Godzilla films follow a relatively basic structure that is really important. Now, for the, now, for the sake of argument, we are setting aside the original Gojira. Because that was more about humanity dealing with the aftermath of, you know, our fundamental ability to alter the world via the atom bomb. Once you get outside of Godzilla, when you get to Godzilla Returns, um, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, I could go on and on. You don't care about the different Godzilla movies. You can look them up in your spare time. There's a lot of them. Some of them are pretty good. Godzilla movies feature, again, we have Godzilla. 
It was a specific character. Godzilla then engages in combat with another giant monster. And humans, or aliens, there's a lot of aliens in the Godzilla movies, (laughs) are largely unable to do anything about it. Uh, if you look at the what, what the humans are doing during any given Godzilla movie, they are not trying to stop Godzilla. They can't. Look at what happens in the most recent Godzilla movie. You have Godzilla and he's fighting the, the bugs, the mudos. And humanity is throwing the freaking kitchen, the kitchen sink at these things. And none of them care. We are nothing to these beings. And we wind up fighting each other and doing small things that wind up aiding our own interests uh, more so than, you know, The Rock. No human in a Godzilla movie is jumping into a helicopter and firing missiles and distracting the thing about to kill Godzilla. The only way they got away with it in the most recent Godzilla movie was literally blowing up the nest that these parents had made. That's the type of thing that needed to happen. In almost all the other ones, Godzilla is just... We are just kind of there. Like, we we wind up stopping the aliens when they're trying to take over the planet, who were using... Who, who, you know, they, like, brought King Ghidorah to Earth to wipe out humanity so they could colonize it. Well, we can't do Jack to King Ghidorah, so Godzilla and Rodan fight him while we try to stop the aliens from taking over the planet. That's kind of how those go. There's a very... There's a very clear formula that is tweaked with on occasion, but largely exists for a Godzilla movie. So two things about Rampage. You want to know how you can take someone seriously in their opinion about Rampage? One, they actually know that George is an ape, not a monkey. And two, they don't call it a Godzilla movie. Because both of those things are provably false. All right. And now here are 27 different reviews doing both of those things. Here we go. Again, these are morons. Uh, Luke Parker, if we got this covered. Rampage is noticeably in trouble once it becomes obvious that the giant virtual gorilla is the most human presence on screen, and that doesn't take too long. No. Look, again, most of the characters in this movie are bad. There's no getting around that. But the gorilla is not the most human presence on the film. You know, uh, in the film, it's really a, again like it's the Rock. He is the human one here. He's the one who has a bit of an arc. He's the one who learns something by the end. And it and his relationship with George is one of the paramount things. Though, like those two are the human element. Like everyone else, no, they're 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 just they populate the the film, but they don't actually do much of anything or mean anything. Jeremy Johns of JeremyJohns.com. The movie is self-employed stu- wanker. The movie is stupid, dumb, and ridiculous. But the end brings it home in a way that actually might be a good time if you're drunk. No, one does not have to be drunk to enjoy destruction porn. It helps, but it is not a prerequisite. I have never had a drop of alcohol in my life, and there are things about that type of movie and the closing bits of this in particular that I did find enjoyable Daniel Salzman of Salzy at the Movies Rampage is such a formulaic film in that there's no real stakes at play what? 
<laughs> you know, hang on. There, there's two parts to this, one of which is entirely inaccurate, one of which actually does hold some merit. So let me address the one that has merit first. There's a real lack of both motivation for the uh, villains and for the... When, when you say the stakes of the film, it's more what happens if the heroes lose uh, that qualify the relevant stakes for me. And to be fair, there is kind of a lack of that. If they don't call off the bombing, they drop the, <laughs> the Moabs, which amuses me because I live about... That's... Eh, I'm about four hours away from Moab, give or take. Well, not that much. Two? I forget. But in this case, Moab is an acronym for the Mother of All Bombs, which is an actual piece of ordinance we have. It is the most... It's believed to be the most powerful non-nuclear weapon. We dropped a lot of them on Afghanistan. (laughs) They have been dropped, yes. And the point being, if the heroes fail... They drop those bombs on Chicago. They wipe out a significant portion of it. But they they make a big point about how much has been evacuated. They're clearly making a, a damage calculation about how much life... How much are we willing to lose doing this as opposed to risk if these monsters get out and continue destroying things? And it's a terrible calculation, and I don't mean that in the sense that they've arrived at a bad one. I mean it's a horrible thing to have to think about, but it is something that has to be thought about in those situations. So the, uh, so unless they can, unless they had established in the context of the movie that these things would survive this bomb, there's no... Uh, the only stake is, well, the people on screen would die. Which is not nothing, but it's also not the biggest thing. Now, the other part that says there are no stakes, there's clearly stakes, they're destroying Chicago. Now, whatever you think about the city of Chicago, there's, you know, millions of people that live there. And the destruction of, you know, that many people is a real stake. Now, again, could they have done a better job of establishing risk to greater humanity beyond the immediate battle? Yes. That does not entirely negate the danger that everyone is placed in immediately. There, so again, there are stakes, but like, I mean, are you just not paying attention to the people that are being thrown around and eaten? Like, does this not count as a stake for you at some on some level? Yeah, it only counts if it happens in Man of Steel. <laughs> True. No, no, look, the monkey, the, the you know, the monkey. I'm speaking as the reviewer, the monkey. He 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 killed people. Ah, but you know, he's a, he's a dumb animal. I mean, you know, Man of Steel does like actually less damage than is done in this or was done by any of the Transformers movies and everyone's up in arms over like piss off you inconsistent bunch of jackasses uh, Matthew Passantino there's a sameness that plagues these spectacles Johnson attaches himself to which lack any kind of majesty in its mayhem um no Hang on, I actually have to think about this for just a second because I want to make sure I'm correct. No, no, I'm going with no. I'm going <laughs> with no here. Um, I will agree that... I mean, first of all, the man does a lot of similar movies. Sure, that's what he's paid to do. You're paid to write movies. 
There's a real sameness in your use of sentences, I'm fairly sure, if I were to take everything you've ever written. That's just kind of the nature of the job. Saying that there's no majesty, that's a really interesting word choice. Like, what what are you trying to convey? Are there no scenes in this movie that actually kind of, like, get into your guts? Because having the three of them topple a giant skyscraper... No, that that's kind of a thing. Like, I was like, th- that's a thing. You know, I was down for that. I wish they destroyed more, in all honesty. But that's just me. I mean, it, it's not a great visual spectacle, but everything's readable, and uh, how do I say this, it's surprisingly kind of close knit for a big budget, you know, destruction porn fest because they only really destroy like the one two buildings. They cause a lot of damage, but they don't actually destroy all that much. Uh, Britton Peel of the Dallas Morning News, top critic. If you want to watch an ape give the rock the finger, then Rampage has something for you, but not much else. Uh, Look, credit to you for knowing that it's an ape. Uh, (laughs) I I genuinely... No, no, no. Non-sarcastically. Genuinely. Thank you for not being an ignoramus. That being said... There's a lot more to this movie than the gorilla giving Dwayne Johnson the finger. Now, again, how much more? Eh, that's... A lot of that can come down to you personally. How much do you enjoy Jeffrey Dean Morgan and The Rock kind of trading some barbs? How much do you enjoy the big disaster set piece at the end? I enjoyed that quite a bit. There Again, there's more than just the jokes. But we also live in a society where a you know, multi-hundreds of millions of dollars film came out last year that was nothing but jokes. Because Thor Ragnarok, and people loved it, and no, Thor Ragnarok kind of sucked. And I will happily, I will stand on this hill prepared to die on it until at least, until like, and this is the crazy thing, about half of you who are throwing rocks at me realize I'm right and come up and join me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Thor Ragnarok, last year's Deadpool. Look, look, hang on. I at least understood Deadpool, all right? Like, and whether you whether you liked it or not, and I didn't like Deadpool, I, I knew why I didn't like it. I didn't like it because the comedy in Deadpool doesn't work for me. That's not a structural flaw. That's not a flaw of writing. That's not a flaw of conception. That's just what I like. Thor Ragnarok is a flaw of writing, conception, and execution on that level. Not just because I don't find the humor all that engaging. Okay, um... Mara Reinstein of U.S. Weekly, top critic. No animals were harmed during the making of this film. Humans that sat through it, however, may suffer from destruction porn fatigue, bouts of confusion and frustration, and a mild case of the giggles. (sighs) Now, you know, I actually don't have a whole lot to kind of go negatively on to that one. Like, because there's a lot of... I mean, look, there's a lot of destruction porn out there and let's be fair in two weeks we're all going to watch Thanos destroy planets which will be awesome but it's the same thing in essence so yeah there can be some fatigue there Uh, David Sims of the Atlantic top critic it's telling that two of Rampage's biggest set pieces end with a gigantic albino gorilla laughing and giving the finger straight into the camera yeah it's telling that they want to create a gorilla that has a personality I mean, 
one of them is a deliberate payoff to the first joke. Like that that's the whole point of the setup. Do you not understand foreshadowing and setup? Like it, because if they don't actually pay that off again at the end, there's no reason to have it in the beginning. Uh David Ehrlich of IndieWire, top critic. No no satisfying action beats. No memorable Oh, shut Im- up. <laughs> no memorable images. And so little to say that it's virtually impossible to say anything about it in return. It's not a movie for critics. That much is clear. The problem is that it's not for anyone else either. You know, for oh. someone who just said there's so little to say about it, I, I struggle to put together sentences. You sure rambled there, buddy. Um, um, look, if you want to say there's nothing t- truly memorable, you know, I might buy that. I mean, what sticks in your memory is largely individual, but I, I can accept that critique. To say that there's nothing satisfying about it, I mean, come on. A giant, you know, alligator and kylosaurus hybrid tore the head off a wolf and swallowed it. How is that not, like, uh, I don't know. What do you, What do you guys want out of life? Like, how is how is that giant building falling not satisfying? Apart from the stupidity of the physics behind the rock surviving it in the helicopter, but I'm not going to get into that. Anley Ellingson of L.A. Biz, of all the big dumb movies Dwayne Johnson has made, Rampage might be the biggest and the dumbest. Okay, stop. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I am going to contest this very, very specifically because you're an idiot. <laughs> Um, do do do. You're gonna tell me that this is dumber than, let's see, the Tooth Fairy. Doom. Well, I mean, let's just start with Doom, right? Because really, Doom. <laughs> you gonna tell me this is dumber than the Tooth Fairy? Because it's not. I mean, look, this is about as dumb as San Andreas. Which gets the entire wave physics behind tsunamis wrong in the end. <laughs> I mean, just straight up. Uh, Baywatch. Friggin' Baywatch. Like, no. This is not the biggest movie The Rock's been in. It, uh, I don't believe in terms of either budget or actual scope for the film. It is not even remotely the dumbest. Again, you have Baywatch. You have Doom. Both of them are just the dumbest things ever you have Ro- San Andreas which I enjoy but is dumb Roger Moore of Movie Nation every bit as stupid as it looks <laughs> <sighs> hang on I'm, I'm, I, no 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 let, let me actually take I don't understand here. why Roger Moore reviews any of these movies you know that actually might be fair um, as far as is it as dumb as it looks? You know, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. But it's not all that much, Like, it's not actually dumber than it looks, which is saying something, so. I mean, look, this is not high cinema, guys. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Sandy Aguilo Chen of Common Sense Media. Big, loud, occasionally gory game-based adventure. How is this gory? In what way is there gore on this film, in this movie? Like, maybe the briefs, like, you get a 
kind of a half shot of some of the carnage from the wolf on those mercenaries, and then you have what the creatures do to each other. But this is not a gory film. I mean, I mean, how sensitive are you? Uh, you must be the type of snowflake that would actually melt in the freezer. All right. Uh, no, this is the one I sent to you earlier. Here's the, <laughs> here's the get him Winfrey review of the evening, and then we're going to end on this one. Susan Granger of SSG Syndicate. It's Godzilla on steroids. Okay. Again, we actually set up why all of that is wrong. Like, all of it is wrong. First of all, there is no Godzilla. You kind of need Godzilla for a Godzilla movie. If you want to have a Godzilla movie without Godzilla, there are a few conditions, one of which is monster combat, which this has, another of which is the utter irrelevance of humanity to said monster combat, with very few exceptions. You didn't have that. You actually had the rock with a grenade launcher and a grounded helicopter. Like, deliver, actually saving George. Like, if this is a Godzilla movie, he fires off those rockets and Godzilla just steps on George's head and crushes it. This is not a Godzilla movie. There's a very specific formula for Godzilla movies. This is not it. This is just, this is a monster movie. For better and for worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are taking. A... <laughs> I'm still looking at reviews. Some of these are just so bad. Um, yeah, we were just don't. You'll save yourself and me if you just stop looking at them now because they're all no, terrible. I'm done. Um, we're going to end with so, Susan. No, they're not all terrible, but so many of them are terrible. We'll end with Susan Granger for the evening. All right. Um, we're taking a break next week. As I said, there's nothing really to review, so why bother? So instead, you'll get a pair of TV parties. you get one for uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 3 and Netflix's Terrible. Well, Lost in Space remake. Also uh, terrible. Oh, you watched it? Uh, I couldn't really get like I I was I was kind of digging the first episode, uh, first couple of episodes, and then I realized like they don't really know where they're going with this, do they? And sure enough, and from everything I've read, by the time you get to about episode four, it starts meandering. Like the first the first bits are pretty solid, but after that, it's like. Hey, here's the cliff. We clearly didn't actually build a bridge. All right. Terrific. Well, we'll talk more about that next week. And then the following week, we will review uh, Avengers Infinity War. So that's uh, what's oh, yeah, going yeah. on. I, our wild speculation for the evening, because I oh, want to okay. do this. Go ahead. It's the last chance we're going to get for this. So just before we review Infinity War, they Marvel made a big deal about how Avengers 4 is not actually Infinity War Part 2 anymore. They don't want to tell you what it, what the subtitle is for the Avengers because they feel it spoils the ending of Infinity War. So, Mark, I want us to very briefly engage in wild speculation about the ending of Infinity War and then what, consequently, is the Avengers 4 then going to be. So, kind of 50 words or less. Steal your own bit from you, because I'm like that. <laughs> uh... I got to imagine the next one's got to be Secret Wars. That the ending of the movie is going to be Thanos sort of acting on the part of, as the part of the Beyonder, you know, where he has what he he has what Infinity Gems he's got, and he instead of just wiping out the heroes, he sends them to another planet. You know, 
Just everybody gets everybody gets picked up and sent to Beyonder World. And, you know, in the next Avengers movie, it's going to be them getting off the planet and trying to make their way back to Earth. And, you know, and it'll, it'll be interesting because um, I'm wondering if... I mean, they're shooting it now... Uh, and I think they started shooting it before the thing with Fox went through. But I'll be curious to see I think if... They already shot it. Well, has the thing with Fox actually gone through yet? Well, no. And, and that's the thing. Like, I would love it if they got sent to another planet. And that's where they found the Fantastic Four who have been trying to get off the planet themselves. But they but they got there kind of, you know, we've been trapped in this. Ter- <laughs> we've been trapped in this sequence of terrible, terrible studio films. Please help. <laughs> Yeah, the Fantastic Four are currently traveling through space in an LP. Um, wait, that that that's odd. Um, anyway, uh, all right. As yeah, for me, I think I think he I think Thanos basically wins. He's got five of the six stones. The last one that he doesn't have is the Time Stone with Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange now facing the end of all things says, "Screw it." Uh, is perfectly happy to shatter reality to prevent this monster from, you know, wiping out half the universe. And Avengers 4 is Avengers in Time, where they travel backwards to undo certain key events that lead to the rise of Thanos. Maybe. I I think we get a giant, you know, MacGuffin. Not MacGuffin, but we get a giant deus ex machina kind of like at the end of Infinity War to set up them retconning basically the majority of the MCU uh, going well, forward. Here's the thing, what events what what events would have stopped Thanos from getting some of these? He gave Loki um, the uh, the whatever the yellow one that ended up, and I think it's the Mind, the mind Stone. Yeah. He gave Loki the Mind Stone. Um, I don't know what he could have changed to stop him from getting the Tesseract from Loki. The Nova Corps has the Power Stone. Um, I don't know what the what the red one's called, but the the Collector has the red one. The Reality Stone. It's the Reality Stone. Um. So it's like the, there aren't too many things that I, to my recollection, there aren't too many things that the, that the Avengers could like stop from happening that would prevent you know that that somehow would have prevented him from getting getting the stones anyway. So like. What are they going to, you know, so if the, so if the Nova Corps doesn't suddenly get the Power Stone, so what? He would have gotten it anyway. Um, like, what else could oh, they you're have not thinking You're not thinking long-term enough. <laughs> okay. I mean, they've shown visuals of, like, Cap in his World War II costume. Like, mm-hmm. that's how far back we're going. We're going, like, to there, and he's going to keep the Tesseract from falling into Red Skull's hands type thing, and then rather than it falling into the hands of what eventually becomes S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Doctor Strange is able to transport it somewhere else. Like, we're going... When I say in time, I don't mean, like, recent history. I mean, like, we're, we're going to have some fun with where they jump around as far as reality goes. It would be... Yeah, that sounds more like a Doctor Strange movie than it does Avengers. Sure, but Civil War was just a Captain, but you know Captain America was Avengers two point five. So the next Doctor Strange winds up being Avengers four. So they just kind of invert that, and Avengers four is the next Doctor Strange movie. All right, we'll see. Um, I I don't think you're going to see a secret invasion. They're not, they're introducing the scrolls. No, no, and... the se- the secret invasion is going to be the uh, Captain Marvel movie. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like they, they're introducing the scrolls uh, and and Ken, the Captain and, Marvel movie. And so. I think I think what what the and Captain Marvel's what took place in the '90s. Correct. Yeah, that's when they said it. You know, alternatively, they actually beat Thanos, and then that's when the that's when half the team reveals that they're scrolls, and no, we're all screwed. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm very curious to see how this is all going to end. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. For lot, it. I mean, a lot of people aren't coming back. After I mean, Chris well, Robert Downey Jr. Has talked about doing a Robert Downey Jr. talked about doing a fourth Iron Man. I think the only one who said he's absolutely done with the series is Chris Evans. Chris yeah. Hemsworth said he could convinced to be he he could be convinced to come back. Mark Ruffalo hasn't necessarily said I'm done being the Hulk, and I know that they said that the Hulk has a major thread starting with Ragnarok and ending with the fourth Avengers movie. Um, if it doesn't end with his permanent death, I'll be sad. Um, I, I like that. That's the big thing. I like, I know Thanos is going to kill a lot of people. I want him. I want to like, see him kill Tony and I want to see him kill the Hulk. Uh, what's this, the kid who plays Spider-Man sticking around for a while. They're probably doing a black widow movie because hashtag feminism. No, uh, no, we have, we have Captain Marvel now. They, they, that fills the quota, so they don't have to try and actually make a Black no, Widow. No, what do you call it? There's been Kevin Feige has said they're they're committed to doing a Black Widow movie, and I know there's, there's been yeah, a Kevin Feige's full of crap. Okay, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, there was an Inhumans movie too. Remember that? Mm-hmm. All right. Then there uh, wasn't. Then there was a crappy TV show. So I'm done with plugs for now. Quick plug your next MMA show, and let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, this coming Sunday on the 411 Ground and Pound radio show at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will review UFC Fight Night 128, and that's all we're doing. We're actually going to have a couple of weeks off before UFC 224, which is a terrible card. But uh, if you go into the archives, you can find the one we that Jeff and I did on this last Sunday when we talked about UFC on Fox 29, and I got to fanboy about the violence between Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier because... Oh, it was glorious. Did you see that fight, Mark? Please tell me you saw that fight. No, it was WrestleMania weekend. I was watching NXT. Oh, find it. <laughs> no, okay. wait. Was la- Seriously? Last? No, because that was last... Oh, wait, it was the, okay, Saturday. it was this past Saturday. What yeah. was I doing Saturday night? It was on Fox. I might have just gone to bed. Find it. Find that fight. It's a great fight. Okay. Uh, all right. On that note, uh, that's all I have to plug. Mark will be back for a couple of TV parties next week. The week after that, we get to review Purple Tito Ortiz destroys the universe, assuming his skull isn't fractured, <laughs> which is a pretty big ask for Tito these days. Uh, come on, Thanos. Don't tear your vagina. All right. <laughs> for, for Robert Winfrey, I'm, uh, I'm your mandated reporter, yep. and frankly, I'm really sick. Uh, Feel better, Mark. Thank you. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Be well, be safe, and behave. Be safe and behave. Firefighter Raphael Poirier reminding you that every day a portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards helping first responders. Try the new pastrami Reuben, loaded with hot pastrami, sweet and tangy slaw, and melted Swiss. 
For a limited time, get a medium pastrami Reuben for just $6.39. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time offer at participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.